of the anime couch. We had such a good time last week talking about absolutely everything that got destroyed by technical difficulties. So maybe one day we'll go back and talk about anime backstories when there's more people and less people sleeping. But, you know, issues aside, this week we're going to be doing a tier list on anime characters. Not power scaling or anything like that. We're going to do a tier list on how much we like the characters and, I don't know, what other things we're going to mention as to how we're going to rank them. But that's up to the other guys. So say what's up, Troy. What's up, Troy? Say what's up, Justin. Yeah. You're going to say what's up, Justin. I was like, oh, well, got to live with it. All right, so do we just want to start the top of the list? Yeah, so let's introduce some of these characters. I mean, we'll introduce them as we go through. There's no need to take an extra, like, ten minutes to introduce all the characters separately. (laughs) It might be a spoiler for anybody reading, like, watching Black Clover for this character. Maybe he hasn't shown up in the anime No, he's not not in the anime. It hasn't – it's on a filler arc right now before they get into this – Spade Kingdom Mark. He showed up in the opening, but I don't think they've showed him properly. I think it's somewhat silhouette. All right, so we'll be vague on this character then. And once we're done, we'll probably, depending on if it's too stacked on one end or the other, we'll adjust the tier list. But as for now, we're going to start off with Akashi from Kuroko no Basket. And more or less what we've done is we've taken three characters like the main character, one of the side characters, and like an antagonist from each series. And that's how we're doing it. And we've done it over like eight different series, I believe. So I know Troy has not watched Kuroko, so this will just be me and Justin. So what are your thoughts on Akashi? When I watched it the first and the second time, I thought he was really good antagonists, especially the way they built each, like, opponent up. Like, you, they made it seem like what was the blue guy's hair name again? Uh, um, Almine? Yeah, the way they built him up, they made it seem like he was the, like, the best player. Technically, he was the best player. Yeah, on it, the, as a basketball player, he was the best, and I think he is my favorite character from the show, but but then, like, when they revealed that he, uh, there was another character who, was, who brought them all together and he was more of a superior person mm-hmm. in the Revelation of Miracles, I thought that was a very well introduction to his character. Yeah, as a villain, like, I mean, it's, it's hard to say the word villain. He, he's treated as the villain for the series, especially on the way they designed, this is actually a series that does have a good flashback, which would have been actually worked really well to talk about last week, but they go to the same backstory every time they bring it up and they constantly add on it to flesh it out because it's from the perspective of Kuroko and you're seeing his interactions with each of the characters. Akashi is like the last one shown. And essentially in like the start of his career, he's super, he's not too intense. Like when Kuroko first shows up, he's more or less fine, but it's, once they start winning and, you know, as a team, they develop with um, Ryota Kisei, which is the blonde one, and that, like, perfect team exists, he starts going over the edge, and it starts building up that he's, like, obsessed with perfection. And there's a reason to this in his backstory that shows up in the third season with, like, his childhood and when he lost his mother and all and the whole split personality thing going on. But 
the way they introduce him, he's very menacing, and it seems like he's a bad person, but they never talk about him that way. Like, when they talk about each other, they never sound, like, super against each other. It's more like we're discussing the changes we've went through, but they never vilify each other, you know? I think Akashi is, like, as a character, because the whole split personality thing isn't, like, too done in depth, I would say he's probably he's probably one of the better characters in the show. As a character overall, I would say he's probably B tier though. He was like when he in in that one scene when they were all meeting up, when he pulled what was it? Was it he did he pull out a knife or was it like a popsicle that the um I think it it might not have been him who pulled out the knife. There was a guy who pulled out the knife. But I might be thinking of a different character. It could have been him. No, because um, he didn't want anybody out of the generation to like be at that meeting. So. No, no, I think it was, it was the scissors. It was the, the scissors when yeah. Taigo showed up, yes. Yeah, the scissors. And he that, cut him in the face. Okay, that, yeah. I that scene that was crazy. Like, it made him seem like, yo, like, what's it, it, wrong It seemed with this guy? super cruel, man. He, like, seemed super messed up. And, and they, he, they all still respected him. It was, it was a great way they did it. Because, yeah. you know, it's just, they're regular students. So it's like sports anime, it's really hard to make someone actually out as a villain. It's, and it'd also be dumb, especially for high school sports. So in, <laughs> exactly. in the way they did it, it was done really well. Like the one old character who was like the guy who had the steal ability and stuff like that, he, he was definitely more of a villain overall because he was just messed up and he got traded for like Kuroko as the part of the team and all that. And he had reasons to act, you know, like a gangster or something like that, but. He was more villainous. Akashi was like you understand where he's coming from. Yes, he wants to win. It makes sense, but the way he goes about it is like so kind of condescending. Mm-hmm. Like you don't feel like an individual when you're around him. You feel like a piece of a board. Essentially, he's just playing chess with what he has around him. Exactly. Like he could literally get the most random people from the street and make him into like greatness into bat like a basketball. Mm. So I'd say I'll agree with you and put him up at B. I don't think he Okay. I was like it, depending on how the list turns out, he could potentially be an A, but with the characters yeah. we have, I'm like I, I don't necessarily see him being an A. He's he's close to being A, but B is the best that we can describe and put him as a character. Mm-hmm. All, All right, right, next up, we got Asta from Black Clover. Now, the thing about Asta is, I could tell you the moment I actually really liked the series was when he loses his arms after the battle in the underwater um, temple, right? The underwater sea temple. And it's that scene where he's out in the forest and everyone thinks he's depressed because he can't use his arms anymore. So it's like, essentially, he can't do anything. And you go out into the forest and everyone's watching him. They're like, oh, he's screaming, he's crying, something like that. But actually, he, he's being optimistic. Even though he's basically lost everything and he can't do anything, he's in the forest training still, doing whatever he can to get stronger. Like, he constantly kept pushing himself. And that was such a good character moment. Like, I had goosebumps and all. It, it was such a good moment. And I was reading it because I... I couldn't watch it because the first time I watched it, I had a headache that day. And so I watched the anime. Like, my brother and his uh, girlfriend were watching the anime. So I left because I was like, this is so annoying. Now, I watched the series after I read it. 
and I'm fine with it and all, but like this is I, I read it first, so it it was a manga moment that got me really hyped for the series. And I like you get to the elf arc and stuff, you have a lot of growth with Asta, but the thing about him, he's a really basic character. But yeah, he, he is. helps the characters around him grow and it's done really well and it feels natural. Cause he's just a he is so down. Like in their world, he's pretty much useless and he still found a way to be of use, you know. And he's even if it's without fighting he'll find a way to be of some support. So, like, as a basic character, he's, like, the mold for basic character, right? You can do a lot with him because he's still a base, and there's so many ways you can go. And essentially, that's what they're going to do in the manga now. It's pretty much what it seems like. Could be for better or worse. I mean, like, you know, you do this with characters. We're going to make them basically as strong as possible type of thing. That's the designation. They don't have enough time to do it, so it's not going to happen to that extent. But, you know, his character, who knows where it can go from here. I think I'd put him in B, though, like, just comparatively on this list as well. I like him. I can't say I love him, especially as a character in Black Clover, because, wait, where is Yami? Oh, there's Yami. I was about to say, I was about to lose my mind. I was about to say, no, I'm like, uh, When I was picking the pictures, I made sure all of them were selected, so you don't have to worry about anything. I was about to say, I was like, oh man, is Yami not on this list? I'm like, okay, I see Yami. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Like, there are, even in his own, like, universe and stuff, there's characters I'm more interested in. Not too much. He's, like, one of the better characters in the series. But he's, he's deaf. If anything, I might put him in A. But I, based on this list, I don't think it's going to happen. I feel like he would be perfect for C. Because, like you explained earlier, he's more of a character that, makes everybody else like go higher than mm-hmm. they thought that they were like what's her name Noel in the recent chapter that I read she she acted more like Asta where she wanted to get stronger and Asta is, is that character that just shows everyone else that yes if he somebody who doesn't have magic wants to excel at a thing that everybody is better at him than you, you understand what I mean. See, recently <laughs> there has been like moments with him, like the fight with Dante has done a lot for him, especially with his relationship with Yami and like his deal with the devil essentially. Those moments to how far he's willing to push him, I think gives him a lot of individual character arc that kind of helps him grow, you know? Yeah. Like there's a lot like even the fight with um uh Veto in the underwater sea temple, right? With he's the one who has to motivate um Finral and Vanessa to kind of assist him so that they can even have a shot at winning. So I feel like when he's around other characters, he has a lot of time to shine. That kind of puts him above average, if you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I understand completely. So I'm, you could have right made your here. argument for C. I'd have been fine with it. But <laughs> well, before we continue, before we continue, I'm just gonna put these two up here. And I'll explain why when we finish. So we're just gonna skip them, like we go straight to them. <laughs> I don't care. Wow, no, we're just we're just putting them up there because they deserve to be up there. All right, let's go to Dante. <laughs> okay, Dante. The thing about Dante is, if there was more on him, like I don't know if he's ever gonna pop up again based on what happens in the manga. But if there was more character development to him, like in this arc, he is super good for what they do with him. Mm-hmm. 
like as a villain, he is one of the better ones from Black Clover easily. He's just so menacing and like he shows how hard and disastrous these villains are when they have like these, you know, deals with the devil. And his ability, his 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 personal magic is the body magic, which is super gross. I mean, when he, he starts doing that stuff, I'm like, it's kind of sick, but you know. And then you have gravity magic from his um devil that he's incorporated with, and he's just super OP. And I know that's kind of a spoiler, but I'm just saying what type of magic it is, so it's figured out like right away. But as a villain, in this like short, like, what is it, 10 to 15 chapters he shows up, he has done so well. As a character, there is not a whole ton to go off of, though. So like, where do you... I have really nothing. Like I, I agree with what you're saying. I really here. like him as a villain, and if we're doing a villain tier list, I could put him higher. I could put him like A rank, but as a character, overall, I think I'd probably put him in C, just because there's just not much going for him as an individual. If there's more, I would definitely be willing to put him higher, but you know, there's just not enough to go off of what they've shown. If the creator of Black Clover goes into like all the villain backstories that would be coming I don't think they need backstories but I think like if if he did make it through whatever happened recently if we get more of him because I feel like there's enough to like explore with him but none of the triad triad have been shown in depth so it's not like I'd say any of the characters are super advanced but as villains what you see they're like really good but like as characters there's not enough yet you know okay yeah now, let's move on to Aaron. Oh man, here's my. Let's 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 have Troy. Get Troy, into you it. start. Yes, Troy, start. This will this will make it easy. Oh God, it's I don't read too far. I'm not too far ahead. Yes, that's hear, the, that's the good thing. I hear he gets better. Personally, he annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> yes, this why, is why it helps. Why? Uh, god damn it. I don't. He. He's overzealous. <laughs> just can't ever really back it up. He eventually backs it up, but. I don't know. He just gets. It's a pretty hard carry by the rest of the scouts for a good chunk of the show. Okay, to be honest. I think most of the scouts aren't that interesting to begin with. Like, they have their character arcs, but yeah, as characters, they might they're, not they're, be interesting majority of them are average. Mikasa, Levi. And it, it's uh, a good thing we didn't put Mikasa here because I'd have my controversial take on that one. But yeah, like, Aaron would be fucking useless without his, his crew. Like, it, later on, once he starts figuring his shit out, four seasons into it he starts getting more competent but no, like, you talk about fe- it is not about figuring it out i'll tell you that much this is when you see season four you'll be shocked but how far have you gotten justin i i don't think you've caught up dude I, i'm pretty sure i dropped reading the manga like a year and a half ago yeah you were like on like 100 something man that, that's yeah. what i remember I, I dropped it, and I, I think I dropped the anime at the end of season three. 
So I haven't really gotten into like the only parts of Aaron as a character that I remember is just they're just minimal to where everyone else knows what's going on now. Well, you should know a decent amount. You, the thing is, what you're missing is like you're in the part where it's a bunch of subversion. Like at that part of the story, you think you know what's happened to Aaron, and you're like, "This is who he's become." That's where you're at. So I yeah. like want to hear your take on it if you remember anything. From season one and two, he was more of a angry kid that it didn't really matter to me. Like he's a basic shonen pr- protagonist, you know. Yeah, when when they were training in season one, I I wasn't really <laughs> I, I wasn't the one who was like rooting for him to pass the scouts test and be on like the greatest team ever, but. And I mean, his backstory with his mom, that one was a great thing to introduce with, but everything else, I don't really see him as a B tier or A tier. I, For myself, I'd probably put him at C tier with Dante. What would you do, Troy? C? I put him at C. I think he's very uh, he's just average he gets carried for the first two and a half seasons and then all right i am glad you guys did not i'm glad you didn't put him at anything higher because i more or less expected this to happen because as someone who's expected what is going to happen and was thankfully right i would have been so mad if i was wrong on like my once i read the manga i had this whole huge theory i threw it in discord and whatnot I was like, this is what I think is going to happen. And I had to wait, like, I don't know. It's been, like, over a year since I finally got it confirmed. And I would honestly put him... I mean, I don't know who else we're going to put in Maki tier, which is the issue. But if I were to go off of... I can't say this list, but if I were to go off of a larger list, he'd definitely be in Maki tier as a character. And now, if I consider season one through uh, three, like, as a separate thing... It's different. He'd be lower, like if I were to average it out. But because it all builds up to this moment and the way the story is told, it's like that is a guaranteed fact. His changes and how developed he becomes, like his mindset, the reasoning, the logic behind how he acts, it's so nuanced and insane. Like you'd think this dude is a psychopath. (laughs) Most people will not like him. Like they will hate his guts. Unless they just straight up want to follow the main character. But, like, as character for season four, he's going to seem like a piece of trash for a while. And I still like that part of him because he becomes such a different character and, like, piece of trash in all the ways that you're like, maybe he's not. But nothing he does implies that. He just seems like he's 180 or something like that. He is not the same character. Now, because it feels like this is how it's been built up and the way the story's told, this is why I would say he's foggy tear. But if it was like on an individual basis where it's like maybe this is not how it's going to happen, he'd probably be lower. But you both did C, so I'm fine putting him in C or B. But if it was my personal take, I'd have put him in like, you know, foggy tear. Would you put him before Dante or after? I'd put him, I'd put him before Dante. I'd, I would put him in probably B, but you guys both put C, so. All right. And the next person to go on the list will be gone. A, next one. All right, start up, Troy. 
Uh, he's the only green-haired protagonist. <laughs> he's the only one that's on, that on this list. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't have Deku on here. Wait a minute. He's uh, gone again? We'll, we'll, we'll mention him at the end, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one that's good. Um, if you want to talk about characters doing a 180 to get them to Moggy tier, like going Hunter Exam Arc versus Chimera Ants is a fucking hard 180. I'd say it's a 180, but I would I would not say he reached Moggy tier in that no. time period. No, he's not even the best character in his own show. Right, but exactly. if you're gonna he's well above average, especially in the world of like shonen pro tags. Cause he's got fucking Togashi writing him and he's got like I don't know. You you want to say he snaps, but they kind of like build up. They're like, he's an enhancer. They're selfish. He's constantly doing selfish shit. Like, blah, blah, blah. I could go off all day about all that, but like, I don't know. He's very nuanced for being a 12 to 14 year old kid. Especially because of a lot of people like Kite dying. His dad not being around. Like, man, put him in A. Alright, we got his side. What about you? Oh, me? Yeah. Oof. I I would personally probably put him in C. I it's not <laughs> that I have an issue with him. Like, when I say an average character, it means they just don't rise in my mental opinion. Everything starts at like a C in my head. Like if I'm watching a series. It starts off average. It has to like earn its way up or like find its way down, but it'll start at C. Gon is not interesting in the beginning. Like if we're going like for the first majority arcs, even through like Heaven's Arena and things like that, I don't think he ever improves. He never goes down, but he never goes up. And it's such a long stretch of never going up that even when we get to like Greed Island and Chimera Ant, I, it never puts it a notch above. And this is because of the anime, for one thing. Like, his transition from, like, that whole kite arc does not work in the anime for me. It's one of those things that I'm like, I get him being mad, but it never feels like it works. And, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to blame the anime on that one because I know the manga does it differently, and you know this relationship with Gon and Kite, and it makes more sense why he flips out. But when you're watching the anime, he seems really stupidly selfish to try to force himself to go fight Pito to save Kite. And Killa's trying to, like, save this dude's life. And he's, like, constantly, like, raging out. And, you know, it just becomes an issue for a while. And, like, I'm just saying. Cause, so Troy doesn't, like, try to snipe me or something like that. This is because of how the anime does it. And eventually I'll read when a new chapter comes out. Because I already said that's what I'm going to do. So I have, like, a couple years until I have to read it. But, you know, I don't think he... Like, if I weigh out how long it takes for him to become interesting with when he finally becomes interesting, he's going to stay at C. So Even then, at C. he doesn't show up too much. You put him at C, Joyce put him, puts him at A. For me, I feel like the one, the one scene that caught my attention the most was the boat scene when they were starting off with the hunter exams. 
because it really like obviously in his introduction before he caught the fish it was just mad to me but when he went and ran and tried to save the one the what was it like a fisherman no it's just a deckhand yeah uh that character and he just dove right in i I found like i found that very nice if i can find a different description for that and it kind of put him to where it showed that he's going to be very helpful in a way into having Liario and what's his Kurapika? Yeah, Kurapika's um, it basically just stopped them from fighting and becoming even closer even though they just barely met and I'd say I, I put him between Asta and Tier B So you're saying A? It, it, it's a, it, it's a, no, I'd say B. So it's A, B, Okay, it averages out to B. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. Like, that's something I expect out of that character, you know? So I feel like yeah. that's, like, a base. Like, when you're designing a character, when you have those bases being built, I never add that to, like, improvement or anything like that. I need to know, like, the fleshed-out version of the character before I can start saying are they better or worse? So once I understand the character, I can move up and down from there. But like, if that's enough for you, it makes sense. Because he's like that character for like a majority of the arcs anyways. Pretty much until Chimera Ant, where you actually see him viscerally change as a person. He subtly changes in between, but you really see it in Chimera. No, I mean, he... I mean, he's already in B, but he does selfish shit in York New, where he gets pissed at Killua for being selfish because it's his job. Like, I mean, yeah, there's pieces here and there, but they still have a good relationship through those arts. Yeah, it's, it's not about their relationship. And, and it's more it's balanced. Just, he's constantly being set up as being selfish. And then it takes something like his mentor being killed in front of him to like make push him over the edge. And so then it's not like an ass pull of like, oh, he's went from nice to angry. It's like this dark character trait he had is just being highlighted because of all this stress. But yeah, I still always am like, he's not even the best in his own show. So like... Oh, even in his own show, I wouldn't put him in A rank. That's the thing when no. you said A rank. I'm like, holy cow, that's high. Like, this is, like, a comparative list, and I'm like, holy cow. Well, I mean, if Buggy gets put in Magi tier without question, I was like, anything Togashi writes is at least an A. Well, we haven't explained yet, so I I still want to know why Justin did that right away. I get Usopp, but the Buggy one is certainly Cap. The whole way, we will talk about this after we put up the other tiers. Okay, I will explain okay. myself on why I put all right, all right. those in next my... I get up. Us- I get Usopp. I... Okay, next up, <laughs> we're going for Hinata Shoyo from Haikyuu. My personal opinion, B-tier character. He has a lot of character growth moments in the series. Like, it's, it's um, more or less tournament arc, training arc. That's, that's the design of the series. But in those training arcs, as an individual, because he starts up, starts off like 
even though you think he's super talented in that first episode because he's able to spike at his height and he has like very good athletic skills, he's still completely average and he's more or less useless without someone like Kageyama. But you see him grow as a character and especially in the beginning of the fourth season, that training arc where he goes to the um, Shiratorozawa school and he's like basically the coach for that school whose name I forgot, but he's, he, he's short as well. And because of that, he wasn't able to like excel in volleyball. He has a grudge against Hinata. So Hinata does everything he can as like a ball boy or something like that to improve. And he has such good character arcs like that. But as an individual character, I don't think he's one of my very favorites in the series. Like there's other teams, other characters on the team that I still like more like um, Suki. I personally like Daichi more, the team captain. Or even Kageyama, I think I like a little bit more than him. But I still think he's a solid character. Like it's it's overall a really good cast of main characters. So they all fall in the same bubble of like ratings. I don't think there's anyone I'd really put below average. No, like I, don't I think the, the lowest team... I'd go is C tier or something like that for any character in that main cast. Yeah, C's. Yeah, I don't know. Like some of the second years, you don't see. Like I, I wouldn't put him below average. You 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 they have they still have moments like Enoshita when he fills in for Daichi's role when he gets injured that one scene. Like, they still have moments, which is why I'm like, I don't think they do anything to fall below C. Well, uh, for me, I'd say I'd put him at C because in I'm pretty sure, has anyone else uh, read the manga? No, I haven't. I haven't finished it, even though it's already ended. Yeah, I know. Ended last month, or around so I think maybe think, maybe uh, two months ago. That. I think it was the end of July. Yeah, it, it was closer to. I think it'll be the February or March, around that time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it took too long for his character to officially grow in the last in the last official arc. That's when you see that he actually grows to be his own character, basically, instead of depending on other people to make him a better teammate and a better player. It took the last arc for him to actually be able to develop his own style without needing like a set. I think, to be fair, I don't think anything at school was designed to make him separate from Kageyama officially. And it, it's not the last arc. It's the one where he starts training with uh No, with I think Grandpa. he's talking about the arc. Are you talking about before the time skip or after? After the time skip. Okay, that okay. That that's more or less what I was assuming. Is this true? I, I don't think he would be who he is without Kageyama until like he's done with school because they're still like in their first years. And I'm assuming the tournament finishes they probably win or whatever, or maybe they lose at the very end or something like that. And then you get into the time skip and whatever, and that's how the series pretty much closes off and you see where they all go, who's still fighting, who's, you know, moved on from that area of life. But I don't think, like, in the main series, it's going to separate that duo because I think that duo is too intrinsic to designing the main focus of who you should follow. So what about you, Troy? Where do you where do you see him stand? Uh, I probably I don't know that red haired fucker in front of Gone, but 
I'd say he's above Asta. I hate Asta. Uh, I didn't watch finish watching Black Clover because of him. Well, you should just <laughs> read it so you don't have to hear it. But yeah, I agree with like what you guys are saying. He is definitely above average, but he's got really solid character development. But he's not the best on the team. I think Sookie or Cogs probably has, as far as development goes, best, uh, or maybe Daichi. Uh, him at being I don't think Daichi's too developed, but I think he's one of those characters that... It's not really... His, he, he's not anything that stands out, but as a character who doesn't stand well, out, no, he's done really well. I don't know, dude. His his development, I think... He like, comes, he's the, ca- he's no, the captain. But, no, no, no. All those seniors... The current seniors came to a school thinking it was a powerhouse. The coach was gone. They get kicked in the gut finding out their school's actually trash. They are the ones who have to wear the Flightless Crows title throughout all of high school. And then you get into all these tournaments, and Daichi's the one who's like, ends up hurting himself because he's going so hard. And then you're like, oh, I totally get why you're going so hard. It's because of all that stuff. So I'm like, bro, I, I put Daichi and Suki. If you're doing like that show, they're the S tier. Yeah, it feels just that show. I definitely put both of them. But yeah, Shoyo is above average. I would feel not right putting him in C. But A seems like a stretch. All right, next up is, is your boy, Hisoka. The sus man himself. I'll let you guys go. <laughs> no, you, you can go first. You can go first. Because you've read it, so I'm fine with you going first to explain Put him in my everything. My, wait a minute. You don't just so put could, anybody so in my go, tier. You did it twice. <laughs> yeah, because they deserve to be in there. This is yeah. not an argument. They are set to be in there. I'll, I'll give my reasons, like I keep saying. All right, so let's you, see. You can't just put he's a cow. in every single arc except for ants. He plays a significant role in every single arc that he's in. He's the ultimate chaos factor. He's one of the best villains in the show. I need some details, got- man. I, I I can't do this vague stuff, or else I can't like support you in any way. <laughs> I mean, Being in every arc does not make a character good. There's characters who pop up in almost every arc of series. Well, yeah, but like that's what I was saying. He's plays a role in every single arc. He's a foil for Gone. The first two arcs, like he's literally the pinnacle that a character's trying to reach. Lands the punch. That's an epic moment. You're like, oh, look at Gone. He's developing. He's getting stronger. That's all because Hisoka is a great foil. You move into, like, York New. He's being a complete chaos factor. You have the spiders who are, like, doing their thing. Hisoka's being two-faced. All he wants to do is fight their leader. They don't know that. He's playing both sides. He's a great villain in that respect. You get to York New. He's actually kind of, like, their friend, ally, but he wants to kill him the whole time. Maybe he wants to fuck him. Probably wants to kill him. I'm not going to get into that. Great villain. Then you get into the election arc and he's literally sitting there he's like so do i kill gone to get killua's wrath and then kill killua to get Iumi's wrath or do i kill something to get killua and then fight 
because he, I, I, I remember reading the the actual translation for that scene. And I'm like, oh, uh... talking about this. <laughs> that Wait, little hand symbol. When he's talking to Illumi. Yeah. Oh, um, I was like, oh boy, that's rough. But yeah, he. Uh, and then, without getting into spoilers, I will say that him and Crollo do have their fight. Their fight is fucking epic, and Crollo has to turn into Batman, like literally Batman, contingency plans on top of contingency plans. Because he knows that even with his specialist nanability and all the powers he's stolen, Hisoka would wipe the fucking floor with him. So he goes and borrows Spider Troop members' abilities. He and like makes his personal ability better. Sets up an entire arena full of people that are all designed to help him win against one dude. Because he's the best villain in the show. Magi Tear. Fuck off. <laughs> All right, before before I put my tier up there, you you go ahead. Okay, honestly, based on the anime, I probably only put him in A tier. But what you mentioned in York do he? That's probably one of my favorite arcs involving him, especially because you get like the most out of him and you get to see how layered he is because he really just doesn't care. He he doesn't portray himself as a villain. He doesn't portray himself as a good guy. He's just chaotic neutral, more or less. Yes. I'd say chaotic evil, but I don't think he's... I feel like he, he's the type of guy who imagines himself to be chaotic evil, but he still just doesn't go far enough to do it, at least from what they show in the series. No, because, yeah. he you know, he, he, he could have killed... Them. You know, he could have killed Gon and Killua anytime, more or less. He could have killed most people, but he kind of yeah. just has fun in doing what he does. So he will choose to do good things for the sake of developing characters, just for his own entertainment. It, at the end of the day, it's like all a game for him. So those arcs with um, when he joins Gon and Killua to fight Razor in the dodgeball game and things like that, you get to see so much of him and that he's not trying to be a good guy, but he's not trying to be a bad person as well. He just wants to kind of excite himself, which... Is literally it, there's there's not many ways to make it sound good or bad, but like it is. What I'm not it try, is. It, it's the problem is it's literal for him, so I I can't like redact that statement. That's exactly what he wants to do. So like I, I kind of have to live with saying that. But York knew is like one of his better arcs. But in um Heaven's Arena, you get to see him really feed off of those villainous vibes outside of the entrance. You know the Hunter Exam arc where he's fighting that one fighter and he's like ripping off his arm. He's absolutely just messing with him, toying with him. And you just see how evil he kind of makes his aura out to be. Yeah, he's demented, and it's, like, portrayed as, like, purple, and, like, they can't even walk down the hallway because it's It's just too intense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I haven't seen anything that pushes him to an S tier, which, you know, once... Once that manga chapter comes out, I'll read it. Don't worry. You can find but, you know the fights. I don't know already, if the Crollo Hisoka fights already on there. Like, I'm really I don't. It's a it's it's fucking tight. So I don't. No, know I've I've, I've heard there. people who read it who said it's really good, and I'm like hoping so, like, that maybe that pushes I him. Don't want, but I think he's S tier. Based on like, the if, if I was alone. talking about Crollo, I'd put him in B tier just based on the anime. 
Yeah, Crowell, I feel like he's interesting, but I don't see enough. And I, I don't even I haven't heard as much good things about him compared to Hisoka for that fight in particular, anyways. So I, I don't think, know if he also. I think Hisoka and Meruem are both S two. Oh, Meruem just in the anime. It bec- only in one arc, really, it takes for him to become like such an amazing he's, character. But. He's one of the best villains of all time, but that's an entirely yeah. different subject. But yeah. All right, Justin. For myself, I'll agree. After hearing uh, Choice, so I, I feel like he would be S tier for the certain feats that he's done. But for as a certain character for myself, I feel like he would be better at A tier, mostly because yes, he does have a goal at the end to be able like he he's one of those characters who just enjoys to torment and to fight stronger people just so that he can see what how far he can go. And that is a great character characteristics for an anime is either a protagonist it or makes a, things more interesting like it's yeah more interesting to follow when you have someone as chaotic as him yeah so for his side it would be more like it's great that he was put into a lot of arcs because you got to see him as like what kind of character he is uh, he's a little sus to me but <laughs> Uh, a little sus to everybody. <laughs> and uh, that's my word. <laughs> hold on. Be, do you not think he's sus? I mean, he's a little sus, but uh, yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, if you don't think so, I think we might have to call Chris Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> but we all know he doesn't want to fuck the kids. He wants no, to well, kill them. I don't know. Some wording he uses. Uh, huh. I mean, Greed Island. He uh, he sure was staring pretty hard at. Well, yeah, but look, their 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 aura had gotten much stronger. Right, let's get to the point. <laughs> let let us not meander on this point. It wasn't their aura. Yeah, it it was their like the way we talk about plot. The aura is is something else. Actually, let me just go on this tangent real quick. When I was reading the series, because they don't show this character in God of High School, that one manga otaku dude, whose ability is more or less, oh, I read manga and I've been like awakened with special abilities. So you'll see scenes of him in the stance and he's like, I'm using my, what is it, Ren or Hatsu to see the people's, um, their uh, borrowed powers. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. All right, but so carry on. Either way. He is an A tier, and I feel like any other character would be an A tier that we haven't talked about would be behind Hezuka. I mean, that makes sense to me. So, where are you? Just gonna leave him there. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Now we're getting to the legend, the GOAT, the greatest Dragon Ball character of all time. The one. Jackie Chun. The one who inspired the infamous Jackie Chan to start martial arts and become an entertainer. Jackie Chan was named after this man. Let's just get those facts straight, first of all. He showed Goku that no matter how hot you think you are, you might never be the best. Honestly, this, this character arc that Jackie Chan is created for does play a large part in the grand scheme of Dragon Ball as a series. So... 
just the meta stuff out there, like it just shows you that what he did to Goku was basically say, you might think you're the best, but there's probably still someone better. And that carries over for a long time. So as a character, what he's created for thematically, it's really good for the series, like for its lasting power. Now, as a character himself, he's hilarious. I'm going to say that much. Like, honestly, for the arc, because he only shows up twice, I think he shows up in both tournaments. He's very entertaining. I think I'd put him in a B. Like, I feel like just on entertainment value, like, I like his character, the comedy. Like, you get a lot of good stuff out. He's not there for too long, you know? I think he's better than Master Roshi. Like, they're just, like, day and night. They're two different characters. He's he's so mature. He's so, like, level-headed. Yeah, he's less perverted. Uh, by by leaps and bounds, you know? I feel like he's everything, everything Master Roshi wishes he could be. But I think I'd put him at a B. Like, honestly, it's probably higher than I was originally expecting, but for the arc he has, and because he doesn't show up too much, because he doesn't need to, he does really well for his purpose. Well, which part in B would you put him at? Behind uh, Aster. I'd probably put him in the end. Yeah. Just because, like, you don't have too much character stuff from him, but I feel like his entertainment value and the thematic element he brings, it works for the series. Okay. I guess we all agree with, with the pick of where he lands. Okay, that works for me. All right, next up we have Kageyama. Who wants to start? I, th- I mean, I already kind of said vaguely that I would rank him above Shoyo. I would not put him in S tier. W- he's not Suki or Daichi, so behind Hisoka in front of Hinata somewhere on the A. In that range. Yeah, okay. like, I really like him. I have no disagreements with either of you if you say B or A. If I hear a C or an S... No, I, I'm gonna... I, I'd be surprised if any of us said C. I'll yeah, say so... That much. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'd put him in B, personally. I'd put him above um, Hinata. Probably above Gone too. I don't know if I'd put him above Akashi. Nope. Probably not, but I would put him in B. He's a really good character because the contrast you see from his introduction to, say, even the current arc, it works really well because essentially what happens is he starts off as like, you know, he, he's known as the king of the court. He's, and it's not a positive connotation, like to the public it might seem like that, but it's actually more of like an insult he has where he's, he's just ruling and demanding and that's how he is. So then he ends up going to Karasuno and then you have his meeting with Hinata. And he starts off still playing that way, but eventually he has to learn to work as a team. But you re-go, you like go back into that arc in season four, where he's kind of like in that training camp in like the top tier with Japan's best. And you see it where it seems like he's, you know, retracted as a character. He's falling back into that. And so you have that one scene where Hinata like crowns him and he's like, oh no, you're not the king, you're the great king. I love that scene. Like that episode when the the music starts playing, I loved it so much. But yeah, you get to see that growth from him where it's like, it's not so simple to say that he's just a like high strung character. No, he has his arcs with Oikawa and with Hinata and the team where he has to learn to participate him, and grow. His, him and Oikawa is, is a fucking Oh, it's fantastic so good. Back and like, forth. He's so willing to, like, he, he 
hates himself for doing it more or less, but he goes to Oikawa for help because he doesn't know how to help Hinata because Oikawa is like, he knows his team. He knows how to maximize his team's it's efforts. Like, it's like when Zoro goes to uh, Mihawk. Mihawk. It's like the same vibes where it's like, yeah. you know you don't want to do it. It's like a stake of pride, but he still manages. And they know you don't want to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like he has such a good arc, but I think that portion of his arc is all has been shown in the anime so far, like trying to become a team player and trying not to regress back. I think that's the majority of his arc that's shown. I feel like because we more or less finished that after this and like wherever the anime goes to where it could be going later in the series, he could change even more. But for that arc, you know, it's done really well. But as a character for this team and in the series as a whole, you know, comparing it to other series, probably put him at a high B, you know? All right. We all agree here. Okay. Who wants to start with... Justin, you can start with Goku. Okay. For me, (laughs) I'd say he's the highest in B tier, and I'll explain why. As when I first started watching and throughout the whole uh, series of Dragon Ball, I was like, I liked his character most because he was more of a childish character. Yeah, you see that also in his grown-up form, but it's better for a character who's actually a child who's new to this world that he wasn't really raised upon before his grandpa died. And he's seeing all these different abilities that these different fighters have. And he selects which one he deems as a great ability, and he copies it. And I really liked when he used to copy a lot of different characters and their abilities. Obviously, y'all know when he copied uh, Master Roshi's attack. Because that's a skill he took like 50 years or something like that to learn, but he managed to do it in like the first day. Yeah, which (laughs) in that episode, I was like, yeah, that's a boss move right there. I feel like at that point, I was like, this is my favorite because I watched the the Dragon Ball Z Kai first mm-hmm. and I watched all the other ones afterwards before I went back and watched Dragon Ball and I was like, this is my favorite version of Goku right here. So I would put him at the highest of B. Alright, Troy, what do you have to say? Um, If we're talking Dragon Ball OG I agree with what Justin said. If I think I'm we're take, talking about overall, though. If we're ultimately. taking into account what, yeah, like what Rashawn was saying with Naruto, how you have to take... Uh, but it's just how I view the series. It's just yeah, like, you, you, you take can't really... All, all it all things. exists. So yeah, like Goku exists in Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. And I think you get diminishing return after Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. So if he starts at the highest of B, I think he ends by the time it's Dragon Ball Super, back half of B, top half of C. I'd still put him in B tier because, like, he's the sh- he is the shonen protagonist. He like he's definitely one of the staples. Like a lot whether, of blue whether you in, like, like it. Or- whether you like it or not, like, you can go to the fucking Amazon, show some dude the... Uh, it's Goku. 
yeah i mean do you speak japanese like you but you know the word goku it's like yeah fuck you i know goku we all know goku it's yeah luffy like east blue is a lot reminiscent to early dragon ball you know goku like after that it's different but it's such a parallel for the way one piece is written to early dragon ball now z different thing i don't think they relate that much but regular dragon ball there's so many parallels i could you know mention now i agree the diminishing returns aspect to it because if i was talking about og dragon ball goku i think i'd put him at an a i really liked his character especially like his arcs with Aider and like the whole mr blue mini saga they had with the red ribbon army and even like the different tournaments and his training arc and his relationship with krillin i think they did goku really well but like when you get to like the later parts of Z and especially Super, like him as a character, he's never meant to be a hero in any means. But like the way Dragon Ball builds him up, it's not like he's a bad person. He doesn't seem like he wants to do anything wrong. He still tries to be a genuinely good person based on the way his grandpa teaches him. After after Z, you know, he just seems so selfish and it feels like seems even though you want to have fun and like entertain yourself you're risking lives and i don't feel like that's one of those things you would remember your grandpa teaching you or anything like that i feel like it slowly loses that touch that grounds him was what he learned from his grandpa yes so we would all agree that i'd probably put him at like overall I'd probably put him at high C overall, but you both said B, so it works I, anyways. Yeah. I said high C or low B. Like you can put him at the end of B or the top of C. It doesn't matter to me, but yeah. Yeah, we all agree that the highest form of Goku will always be is Goku. Kid Goku, he's, he's great. Yes. Except, right. except for, what was it? What was that? Trash re like GT? yeah except for that one I, I really didn't count that because it's not really canon so i was like yeah yeah <laughs> let's, re- re- let's leave that in the trash <laughs> that, that was not in my mindset when i was talking about no one it. no one counts that all right moving on to kill all right i already know what troy's gonna say so i'll just let him say it yeah fuck you guys put him in magi too <laughs> a- any reasoning <laughs> Uh, he's the best character in anime. Honestly, I agree with him. <laughs> All right, you can give it to him. I would, I would have put him in A behind at Hisoka, personally. Kill yourself. Just because no, I never... <laughs> okay, for one thing, I have... It, it's, it's a subconscious bias against kids in anime. It is... I, I, it's very rigorous work they have to do to become a really good character to me like i, I feel like i put too many standards on them just because they don't feel Wait, like they hold belong up, hold up you don't like well-developed he's like assa- 12 well-developed assassins who are best great best friends and great big brothers he's the only zoldic who doesn't misgender his little sister that's fine. Like, am, am I supposed and to? Is that supposed to make you like the character more? <laughs> yeah, because he's fucking not. A, look at his family. He's, he's politically affluent, so it's not becomes, about being politically I, I need affluent. Character about, reasons. Like, I I like certain yeah, things about him, but I need like. A, look at look at in the original. He rips a dude's heart out 
mm-hmm. without thinking about it because he was raised by assassins. And then you juxtapose that with him and Aluka in that little room where she's like, bang, and his head disappears. And she's like, pat my head. It's like, those aren't the same people. Like, it's night and day, but the show does such a good job of charting his progress. More so than Gone. It's not even funny. Yeah, that's why I would put him in A. I I said, like, Gone was potentially a C, so... No, he's the most... Like, if he's not an S-tier character, then you don't think Hunter Hunter has S-tier characters. Uh, Meruem, I definitely put Meruem at S-tier. Oh, well, then that... Yeah, he's... But, yeah, Killua... I I feel like... because it's such a long series, right? I feel like I love Killua's character arc, but I don't think he's ever had, like, say, uh, Gon's rage moment. If I if he was at an A for me, that rage moment could potentially put him into, like, an S or something like that. Because it's, like, a cap off to the, an amazing character arc. I feel like yeah, everything he a... does keeps him at A, but he never has that moment that just throws him into S for me. I feel like he's always on the brink but he, like, even his Godspeed mode, right? I don't think that's, like, the touch-off to the push him off to the edge. No, now. that's not the, uh, him taking, I really like taking him, the um, needle out. I really like, yes, that, that was actually the first scene I thought of, which I really liked. But I feel like that's the start to push him into S. I don't think that's the crux for me to be, like, he's suddenly an S-tier character. Because it's basically saying he's letting go of his past and he's about to move on. I don't think that's the change. I'm like, dang, that's the moment. That's... That's the Luffy telling Rayleigh, I don't want to hear anything about the One Piece scene that makes everything change for how I view the character. I don't think he's given that. He takes his sister, he says, kill my mom if we don't leave in 20 minutes. That's him turning his back on his whole family. I feel like he has every reason to do that to begin with. Like, it's only because of, like, that attachment that Illumi does to him, plus the fact that he still wants to there's still subconscious effect that he hopes his family is something to care about. But I feel like that's an arc that's set up that just makes sense the way it is. And I think it's like the, the way the arc goes, it's an A tier arc. I don't think anything in that arc for his character improves it enough. I'm not saying anything wrong with his character. I have no issue with this character through and through. I think he's an excellent character. I don't think he ever reached S tier for when I watched the series though. Kill yourself. <laughs> I said nothing bad about him. Mm, kill yourself. <laughs> we we can all agree he'll be last on the S. You, you the already put him in S. You both you already both picked S, so he's an S. I'm just saying to get it out. I think I enjoy Hisoka's character because in the same way, Hisoka, everything he does, I think is A tier. I don't think he ever has something that is like that makes him S tier, unless I say read the Carlo Hisoka fight and then maybe that's where you get it to cap it off, you know? Do you think he has a moment that compares to that in the series or no? Uh, no, not in the series. His okay. best, best. So do you think my justification for why I would say A at least makes sense? Uh, no, I can't put my finger on what you deem A versus S worthy. Having a kid bias is... Now, I'm saying that for, like, That's most characters strange. of that age, I do have, like, some weird bias where I'm like, listen, you're a child. But, because they're, like, 12 years old, man. That's, like, an anime thing. Yeah, but at least most anime characters you follow are at least, like, teenagers or something. 
Like he's still preteen. I don't know, dude. Deku's fifteen. Okay, but I don't like Deku, so we we can move beyond that. <laughs> well, Bakugo's fifteen. I like Bakugo. Yeah, so like, how the Bakugo would get his dick kicked in against a real adult, but like, anime. No, the way my hero is, I can give you a hundred arguments to why that might not be true. Because all the other adults are more or less useless or spoilers, like, you know, in basically what's happening. Bro, Gone was the only one on an island that caught a fish. That's a bunch, that's an island of useless ass adults. It's oh, like man. 1% of 1%. That's, there's no guarantee I actually have like a true bias or that I just don't think many kid characters just have great arcs. It could just be that. There's not many kid know, characters I can go off of anyways. You hate, so it you could just like be. Promise Neverland cast either. I think they're, I, I, I think Ray is the best one, but I wouldn't put him in A tier. I'd put him in like high B tier or something like that. Emma, I'd put in like C. That's probably fair. Norman, I'd put in like low B. So I think, you know. Emma's in C. Kill yourself. Ugh. I don't think she. I don't think she's special. Like she's the Do main you, character, and I feel like Ray and Norman are just more interesting than her. Have you read? She gets dope later on. I also hear life. that as much as she progresses, she also feels like she makes some really dumb decisions. Yeah, later she on. does dumb shit, but she definitely develops. Like I heard, I heard like the subsequent arc or two after it is really good, but I think that's where I hear it peaks. So I was like, oh. yeah, this next season will be sick. But yeah, but maybe that's just because there's not enough. Like I said, Kid Goku, I put an A tier just because there's so much to him in that arc. So maybe it's just the fact that it's really hard to write younger characters. But I think Togashi does actually really well with Killua. You know. All right, I guess we're moving on to Kuroko no Basket. All right, Justin, what do you have to say about Kuroko before I say anything? For this character, even though it had, what was it, like four seasons and a movie? It's three seasons, a movie, and like a spinoff OVA, I think. Wait, they had a spinoff OVA? Yes, there, there's the movie. The spinoff OVA is like all of them playing a game of basketball for his birthday or something like that. And then there's the movie, which is the final game where okay, they face that USA team. Never mind then. <laughs> all right, so for his character, he had a great, and I mean great, like character development. Like when he first started off, it, it's. It's great to show him as a person who's not really seen as an amazing player in basketball, which he isn't. <laughs> all he like all he will ever do probably in basketball, except for obviously later seasons, was pass the ball whenever he got the chance to. Mm-hmm. And you see that character development where he doesn't want to be like just a regular shadow anymore as they represented him and how the generation of Miracle represented him. And he was just able to surprise his past teammates and just show him that, yes, although he's not that great at basketball, he can still advance in his own way. And I feel like after showing how he was able to develop his skills and be able to surpass even his clone 
per se in season three. I feel like it would be great to put him, I'd say, in the middle of B tier. That's very nice because I would actually put him in D tier. <laughs> On this list, comparatively, even though I completely understand his arc, he's still such a boring, uninteresting character who adds nothing to my enjoyment. He's like every oh. other generation of miracle character, I would put in like at least probably B. He's like the only one that, even though I understand his art completely, and it works, it makes a lot of sense. You see how as a character shattered your argument I, I, is to I, put him in D tier. I don't care that he it's improves. All over he, again, man. I don't care that he improves to like Troy. If you watch the series, he's like one of <laughs> the most. He, he's intentionally he's intentionally un- un- uninteresting, which is the problem. Ooh. You you know how many characters he breaks out, like specific characters in those Generation of Miracles? He makes yes. the Generation of Miracles he is have the reason, more emotion. He's the reason that they can be 120% instead of being 100% individually. And how I do you understand put that on that. But he's still a boring, bland character. It doesn't and matter even if though, you are the most listen, boring character I don't, I don't care if your character development, like, makes you from like a peon to a god in a series if you're like an uninteresting character it does me nothing because as a character it means that i have to follow your arc your arc can be s tier his arc is a good arc him as a character he's still bland and boring and he's designed like that and even though you get to see him like his whole thing is like he wants to be a shadow and eventually he has the opportunity to like stand out but at the end of the day him standing out does not help the team like it he still benefits from being in the background like a lot of the biggest wins they have he still needs to play behind you know taiga it's just the way it goes mm-hmm. and as a character if i'm following the team i mean i think the whole team is like pretty average honestly like all the side characters if i'm ranking up to like other series i'll go in demon slayer tier like they're not good in any way Dude, but he like has, it's literally has the same argument as literally just him out other characters. Literally just him and Taiga are like the only interesting characters. And by interesting, I mean it's just because he has that whole backstory with the Generation of Miracles. But that doesn't make him a better character to me. It Your just means his arc is good. Is trash to me. Do, do, do you think his arc? Do, do you think his character is better than his arc? Like him as a character. Do you think why you like him is like just his arc or him as a character? It's both. So you, if you rewatch the series, you tell me he's like an interesting, entertaining character. Like I've watched, is, is both, he, I watched it two times. I don't Probably know how you managed three. to watch it twice. Okay, is, is he better than any of the other Generation of Miracles characters? In my opinion, I like him more than the purple hair guy. Dang, Murasakabara was like one of he my was favorites. Bo- he was boring to me. He was like the Tsukashima, more or less. Just he was, he in the arc, he's not he's a different character, but he was like the most villainous feeling for no reason. He was not even my like I, Aumine Akashi. I'd put above him. Uh, what's his name? It's, it begins with M. The green-haired one. Yeah, I forget his name too. I, 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 
Uh, would I put Tetsuya above him? No, I don't. Eh. Dude, I'm telling you, in the middle of B. I'm not comparing this to to other Kuroko characters. I'm comparing this to this list. Put him above uh, Aaron. No, he he can go into C, but I'm not putting him above Aaron. There's no way Hellfree's over. You both said Aaron's a C, and I put him in S. So regardless, he's at the top of C. Yo, get your opinions out of here, man. (laughs) Okay, you haven't read it, so I don't care. Once the anime comes out, it's not like people are going to be like, oh, man, this guy has a bad opinion. Like, I'll accept people saying A, but I don't think he's going to fall into, like, B tier once you find out, like, the whole crux of his arc and, like, what makes him an interesting character. Yeah, I don't know this blue-haired guy, so I don't really care where he goes. Listen, but... if you watch season – okay, if you go off to season one, he's definitely, like – But, yeah, you said <sighs> D, and then Justin said D. I think – uh, so he's got he's gonna go into C right at the end of the day yeah. he's gonna go into C so I'm fine with that like if I was talk if this list didn't have as many good characters that we put on I would have put him in C right away because I think he's the epitome of an average character but based on this list he's going into D and my mindset is because there's so many other characters I would put over him but you I'm could fine. put him in front of Dante I'm fine with that all right I'm fine with that too <laughs> who's Dante just, just because Dante does not oh, have yep. a character arc your it's opinion like, you know, to me is trash. No, I, I think it's pretty justified. <laughs> you know what? Let's move on. I, I, I don't know. If Troy, if, if Troy watched the series, I think he, he would agree. At least nothing in B. Well, if Troy ever watches the series, we are coming back to this argument. Let me put it in my notes, actually. <laughs> I'm putting it into All my right, notes. Troy, Troy, start with Levi as, as he's putting it into his notes. Um... Mm. Haven't read, as I've said many times. It's fine. Reading it is not going to change your opinion. Based on, on what I've much. seen. Okay, this is tough because he's so fucking cool that I want to put him in, like, really, really high. But then sp- you got to, like, table that. So then you got to be like, all right, his cool action feats are over here. His ability to kill. His Him as a character is a note. Is, I think his development has been, if you count the OVA. Yeah, I was going to count the OVA too because I feel like been, there's, it been, helps give him something else. It's been very good, not great in my opinion. If great mm-hmm. puts him in the A, I'd say his character development is the high Bs. I'd say his action sequences are S. So any, I'm like I think he I feel, fits I feel like the action sequences is like dependent on like the anime because like even in the manga you do not see the same thing it's not feel the same like that but scene with him and the beast titan anime it's not even like, it's not even the I'm talking more about like you know how uh Bear Holton Reiner tells Zeke mm-hmm. there's this one scout his name's Levi look the fuck out for him they're like <laughs> they like he's make just a, point. a threat man <laughs> Because he's that lethal. Like, and in the world of Attack on Titan, in the world of Scouts, that is a big thing to have in a character. So you can't not include that. Um, so, yeah. I think... I don't know the red-haired dude in front of Kageyama. I think he's better than Kageyama. Round Hisoka, I don't know if he's S-tier. Uh, cause I don't, I don't think I'd put him in S-tier. But yeah, like I, his character 
high B, his feats S averages out to high B, maybe low A. That's my. You got anything cents. to say, Justin? Before I go. Yeah, I agree with Troy. All right, I was gonna agree with Troy too, more or less. I feel like he has, like, I'd put him in high B above Kageyama as well. I don't, uh, yeah, I'd, I probably wouldn't put him above Akashi, just because Who, like this Akashi guy keeps. He, he's he a keeps, really good antagonist, man. I'm he really is not taking lie. over the B really class good. right now. Like, I I think he deserves that type of reign, you know. Ooh, but like, Luffy's next. I'm excited for Luffy. This one's oh, gonna Luffy. be dramatic. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, so I'm the thing with right let here. me finish off my thoughts with um. <laughs> let me finish off my thoughts with Levi. Levi is um. Oh. I feel like his arc when you get into season three where you see his relationship with Kenny, that is like the best stuff you get out of his character is seeing where he was as a kid, and then you mix in that with the OVA, it perfectly mm-hmm. like wraps up his introduction as a character. So yeah, the, where he came from, why is he a neat freak? You know, those type of things that the, really the get OVA shown. The OVA is, yeah, that's the OVA, what, the OVA is really good. It's like, what makes me seeing go from good to great on him. Seeing the losses he takes to become where he is. The thing yes. with Levi is, I feel like as a character himself, he does not stand at the top. Like Erwin as a character as himself, I think Erwin is amazing. Like one of the very best you get out of that series. But yeah, Levi as himself, I feel like you get that cool factor and his introduction buildup that really helps the perception of him be so high. But as a character himself, you know, you leave him on his own. He's not the leader type, you know? Like, I feel like Hanj, especially in, like, the latest arcs of, like, season four, becomes an amazing character that even I find a little more interesting. Because she's also crazy. I've always, I've always liked her, so I'm excited. I'm glad you said she, that. She I'm, gets... I'm excited to see where you know, she goes. Yeah, you'll, you'll be excited to find out. That's, tell you that much. That's good to hear. But I feel like Levi does not, as a character himself surpass those characters you know and that's kind of why i'd leave him at b mm-hmm. i All concur right. what does that mean 14 i agree 14 yeah i feel like the tier list is what we'll be able to get out of this episode yeah we, we can just quickly shoot off thoughts we'll probably go a little long because there's a few characters i do want to talk about like mm, four Let's but, just skip, I think we should just skip the weeklies and finish the list. I mean, we'll briefly mention and just say what episodes are good or not. That's what we'll do for the weeklies and stuff like that. But, okay, before we get to Luffy, let's talk about why Justin put Buggy in Moggy tier, because I still, I still want to find out. All right. Buggy yeah, explain clown, yourself. Right? As Buggy the, as the clown. He's in front of Killua and the god Usopp. Oh, hold on. I messed up on that. There we go. Oh, at, at least make it a little better. Keep it going. <laughs> He's staying there. All right, anyways, explain. Place. We're still voting later, Troy, so it doesn't matter. He's not. <laughs> I, I, I put Muggy there because it's like, he's a character that you will not forget, even as you continue into the diff- different arts that come up. You know why? That is true. I constantly think of meme ways for Oda to put him in different arcs because that's essentially what he's designed for is to be the living meme of the series, and it's beautiful. People always forget in Marine Ford that Bucky also survived. 
he didn't pass. I, I don't think anyone forgot that. I, I feel like it's very clear. They wouldn't he, make it out there without Buggy. Even though he was an enemy of Luffy, he still helped him out in the end. Especially, what, what was the other guy who sacrificed himself? Jinbei? No, when they, were, when they were in uh, uh, Down. What's its name? Oh, oh Mr. Uh, Three. And yeah, uh, Bonclay, Bonclay bon, and um, bon Bonclay's Mr. Two, but um, what's his name? Galdino, Mr. Three, is the if, one with Bucky. Bonchan. If Bonclay was well, on this list. Well, if we put Bonclay list, on this list, I, whew, putting him in S would be, that'd be a tough decision for me. I really like that arc for Bonclay, but I could, if he I, were Buggy, I'd struggle with that one. Buggy was in the biggest pirate crew and the, I'd say the toughest pirate crew in One Piece before it got disbanded. And even though they show him as a, like a beginner pro antagonist when One Piece starts, I feel like he was a great introduction, especially for an enemy for Luffy. And he's one of the only villains who tried to go after Luffy, even though he's been beaten. You don't see a lot of villains in One Piece try to go after Luffy again after they've been beaten. Why? Because they're not important as Buggy. Buggy has been shown to be a really important character in One Piece. They will probably bring him back after... Listen, the, the way Oda writes, you think every character is important at this point. No, but Buggy is just right there. But, but he, Buggy genuinely will appear in the story again. I think that's like a guarantee, like in some major way. But, you know. He honestly just deserves to be on the Magi tier. Troy, he's, say your he's, case. He's one of my, I'd say he's one of my favorite villains when One Piece started. And he still is to this day. Uh, <laughs> where do you want him first of all where do you want him I would put him firmly in the middle of C um, because he isn't the best villain in the first he's not the best villain pre-time skip in my opinion my opinion I think Arlong's the best pre-time pre skip or no, I'm talking uh, pre... Oh, East Blue. What's the mountain? Reverse East, East mountain. Blue. Pre-Reverse Mountain. It's just East Blue. Yeah, so he's the best East Blue villain, in my opinion. To be honest, I forgot Buggy existed until oh, we saw you're, him in you're right. again. Oof. Uh, when you think about villains, I always think that they need to be a foil in some way shape or form the character needs to leave their exchange with them taking away like a development or like gaining a new ability or what the fuck ever you want the plot has to progress significantly luffy was basically just trying to get to see and Buggy was like, I got you bitch and then luffy's like fuck you lightning and then they beats the piss out of him kind of introduces that there's different devil fruit out there but like I don't know he isn't my favorite villain in the series 
so I find it hard to put like the one of the comic relief characters above characters I would say are more fit to be like an S tier villain but I love Buggy because he is fucking funny him escaping Impel Down him and Marine Ford like basically becoming a god to all those dumbass like prisoners like mm. that whole little plot point's really enjoyable I don't want to be like he's a bad character He's a great character. On this list, I don't put him above Hisoka. I don't put him above Usopp. Or he's not above Usopp, but like, you know? Yeah, I understand. So my take on Buggy as a character, like, okay, here's the thing. If you're not going to affect the plot much, you have to entertain the hell out of me or something like that. You have to be a super enjoyable character to be around. And if you take East Blue... His character arc is just to kind of like expand the world. There's devil fruit users. There's people who are threats, but all pirates are not the same. And talking about Buggy as a villain versus as a character are like two different things. Like as a villain, he's kind of useless. He's like a dope. But as a character, he is just like Oda's way to basically mess around and have fun with everyone else. Because he was with Roger on his crew, you know. He basically knew all the big names, but compared to everyone else he's around, he's like the bottom of the barrel. But because he is of that acknowledgement and with all those accolades, you can't view him that low because you think like, no, he has to be a genius. He has, there is something about him that they feel like there's more to it. And the way the world views Buggy is absolutely a contrast to how he is as a character. Now, as a character, like I said, because if you're not going to affect the plot too much, you have to be entertaining. My enjoyment of the character and how much I like him, I, I wouldn't put him above Ahsoka. He would be like low A, but A is pretty empty. So that's essentially where I put him. I think I could balance out and just put him at like high B, you know, like if we average out all ours because you put him in C and all that. Like as a character and the way he's written, especially if, in Impel Down, which is like one of my favorite arcs if with he's, him. If he's behind Ahsoka, I think that makes sense like because yeah he's a i don't know because he doesn't have an arc of his own right he, he exactly. doesn't have that so there's no reason for that. me to put him that high but out of enjoyment for what oda did with him i'd put him at a like i feel like i like him so much between impel down and marine ford and like him the reason marine ford goes out to the public is because he took the transponder snail like that's the reason why everything like that happened and like to everyone else, they're like, this is an idiot. But at the same time, like narratively, he is the biggest reason to why people know what happened. You know, like those mm-hmm. small moments you get out of him. Or even like when Luffy's using him as a shield when Mihawk is about to like destroy him and slice him in half. He's and you have those the, comedy uh, moments. He's at the Battle of the Best, too. He mm-hmm. survives that. And he even saves Luffy at the end. Like he takes him over yeah. to Law. Yeah, that's right. But every time you see him, he adds, like, comedic value. Like, there's an entertainment value to having him there. All right. Usopp next, before we get to Luffy. Don't, don't touch him. He's Maggie, too. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I would, I'd straight up agree. I feel like his arc from Syrup Village to just Eni's Lobby. Not even any. Well, I guess, because... Eni's Lobby, yeah. Because Water 7 is, like, you, you don't know how to feel about Usopp, but... Any's lobbies where you really understand 
the type of person he is. So I feel like those compendium of arcs really define his character. I feel like there's so much I could say. Like Usopp is definitely, as a character in One Piece, I think I'd be like, I say he's my favorite straw hat, but as a character, overall, I think Luffy's better. That's always my take on it. Like Usopp is one of those characters that makes so much sense to me that my enjoyment to the way he's written is just so highly praised. Yeah, I'd put him behind Killua just because uh, I don't I don't know. He Well, for for me, there's a reason why I put him exactly on my YouTube because for Oda to be able to make a character like Usopp. Like Like if you talk about Sir Village Usopp to like any lobby Usopp, the change of that character is so beautiful like if that's what you're mentioning specifically is how like people hate Usopp in the beginning because he just seems annoying and whiny and he seems so dislikable like the reason why I put him there is his character was able like even now you can still see like the scared part in him but if it's time to actually like fight a person, Us- like Usopp will be scared to fight somebody. Like he'll he'll encourage everybody to just run away. But when it actually comes down to like he has to put down his life, you know that he's gonna give it his all. You know what moment I like to go back to is his fight with Chu in Arlong Park, where you know like fishmen are said ten times stronger than humans. Usopp fights with a slingshot. And he's going against a fishman. So automatically, he's 10 times weaker than his opponent. But if he doesn't stop him, it's a harder fight for Luffy, and they're most likely going to lose. Yeah. And you have that scene where he's, like, covering up his wounds with dirt, and he's like, let me go back and lie to them and say, oh, I I fought hard, but he he got the best of me. But he's, like, he's, he's like, trying to hype up his lie, but he just can't because he knows at the end of the day, his decision here is a make it or break it. Do I help my friends, and do we actually make it through this, or do I give up now and run away? Yeah, and he, so he's always that person who, like, even if he's the most scared, he's, like, er, like if they rely on him, he will pr- pull through to the end. Dressrosa, as an example, he, he was able to unlock something that he didn't know that he had, even though they haven't, uh, Oda hasn't, uh, uh, he didn't dive deep into it. Like, you can see it in the anime that you can see other factors yeah it's like he has been growing if you put the strongest in like the in in the uh what's it called in the straw hat crew like ranking from the strongest all the way to the weakest usopp is not like in the weakest part he's like he's he's pretty much at the bottom like nami is probably the only person under him the fuck out of him Probably I don't I don't think he could fight Nami properly, so I feel like he'd lightning. lose. I mean, he but made he's, her weapon, so that's he's a so tactically smart and like crafty. I feel like you you can never like just count him out. You know, oh like he, he's a lot stronger. Look, he knows well Oda specifically about... said that um, post time skip Usopp is like the level of pre time skip Zoro in terms of like physical strength. So. Like you, he you is significantly it. stronger. You can see it when he fights Luffy. Like he knows 
he's basically like like an example of who fought who. He's he's basically like you know how Batman knows like the weaknesses of all the Justice League and how mm-hmm. he's be able to like stop them if he would go on a fight with them. Usopp is basically that way. He was able to find a way, even though he lost in the end, he was able to think of ideas of how to beat Luffy, even though obviously those plans couldn't work out in the end. He's still still figuring out. And I don't think it was just like, and I'm pretty sure he just thought like of these ideas when he was fighting Luffy, because it's not like you're, you're somebody's friend. And during that time, you're deciding how to beat them. It's more Batman of a did. Batman, yes. But uh, <laughs> it's more of a like, in the heat of the moment, he's able to think of ways to beat his enemy while he's fighting them at that moment. I mean, honestly, like stopping Perona and Sugar are sig- like, those are so underrated to their importance. Like stopping Perona, like she could have stopped any straw negative. hat. She could have stopped any straw hat with her ghost. Sugar basically almost destroyed their whole plan. She almost got Luffy and Law. Like the clutch aspect of Usopp is significantly underrated. But that doesn't. That's not like the reasons I like his character. That's only plus ones to how much I already love the way he's done and how entertaining he is. And like, we'll go straight to Luffy from here. His relationship with Luffy, whether it's them fighting or as friends, is like one of my favorite things in the series. Like there's a scene with Luffy and Usopp where Johnny and Yosuka, they're practicing the cannon shots with uh, the Going Mary right before Baratie. And they shoot the rock that they're on. And then they go on the ship and he's like, you try to kill my friend. And so I think it's Yosuka who's like with um, Scurvy. And so there's a scene in the anime, because it's not done in the same way in the manga, but they just start shoving limes in his mouth because they're both idiots and they won't stop and he starts choking on limes because they put like a whole mountain of limes in his mouth and I was like there's so many good scenes plus those like comedy moments like I'm the captain no actually I'm the captain type of things and so we're going straight into Luffy from here because I feel like we said a lot on Usopp you guys did I didn't say anything oh well you already said he's you know S so um S behind Killua because mainly I heard the argument that Killua's development takes quite a long time. I'm on page or episode 700 and whatever the fuck of One Piece. So I found Well, that's not why I said I would put him in A. I said because even though I like all of his arcs, I don't have an S-tier moment to push him above. Is why I I put him in A. I feel the same way about Usopp to a certain extent. He has a lot of like... My determined, I don't know your S tier rank. I can't put a finger on it. His fight with Luffy, I thought was, I've talked to Rashawn about it. I was very lukewarm on the way it was handled because a single conversation could have stopped the entire thing. Been like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Oh, word. It never happened. They decided I don't think a that, conversation would have done it. I only think no, if it, he was at the shipyard. There would have been a difference because he would still been mad and like he would understand where Luffy's coming from. Luffy could have literally just been like, "I just talked to a professional shipwright. They said the ship's not going to float." He never. (laughs) They don't have that conversation. It his like pinnacle character moment 
I've never it like felt hollow to me because it was like it felt like they're fighting because now it's time for them to fight. I like it's I'm I sound negative. I put him in S tier because I fucking love him. He's one of my favorite characters. But yeah, it's like I don't mm, I don't think he's even the best in his show. So, like, I find it hard to believe he starts, like, jumping other people. Especially because what is Marine Ford? Like, or, and it's, that's, like, episode 240. And his lobby starts at, like, 260-something. So he's annoying for roughly 240 chapters or two episodes. Like, not See, annoying, I, annoying, like once but... you get past Syrup Village and you get to like Arlong Park where you finally see that moment from Usopp, he changed as a character for me. So from that point, I'm fine with him because he's he the was... first one I think that says Luffy. No, well, it might be Zoro. I think Zoro's the first one that says Luffy's the man who's going to become king of the pirates. Usopp says it in Alabasta, though, with his fight with Chopper against Mr. Four and Miss Merry Christmas. That is like one like of my favorite Usopp fights because he's really like. Good battered and bruised and he it, it shows his creativity through. like his on the spot creativity mm-hmm. but yeah I think like, that's that's not the very moment like i would have put him at a tier at that point but it's like that's Eddie's a, lobby to and uh hit, water seven is why i'd put him in like S. so yeah it's like his pinnacle moment which i have contention with happens at roughly 260 that happens at like 235 or like right, yeah. it's right near 240. That's anything moment. over 200 episodes. Like, if you tried to get someone who wasn't like fully committed to be like, you should watch the show like up to this point, they'd be like 200. Like, no, that's I, when, that's I don't even think it takes that long. Like, if you're reading it, chapter one is Luffy's flashback, which I think is really good. Like, the scene with Shanks and it goes through that whole thing. No, I'm talking about Usopp. I'm saying like, well, if you're going you're into telling, the series, if I'm telling someone to go into the series, I'm not telling them to go for Usopp's arc. Like, yeah, that's but just if they're sitting there being like, this dude's annoying, and you're like, it gets better. Just wait until episode 235. I be like, what? Meanwhile, Killa was the coolest character the whole show, and then gets better at episode, like, 120. So I'm like, Cap? Cap, Cap, Cap? A.K.A. Move Usopp. Bad. See, my thing was, I never thought he got better. I thought Kill was, like, always one of the best in the series. That's what I'm saying. So, like... So, like, even after that whole character arc thing, I never was like, that's a plus. I felt like that worked for him because it's specifically Kill That was, like, my whole mindset to it. Yeah, but, like... Like, if I was talking about, about early series Usopp, I would say he's, like, a C tier. But this is, like, Usopp as a character as much as I know him. And, like, the yeah. arcs and the way the story's written and how he's not a main focus I'm for saying, most parts, but if it I takes feel like it someone works. so long, like, so fucking... Zorro, Listen, if it, if it took Killua, every, like, 700 chapters, that. if it took Killua 700 chapters to become, like, get that S-tier moment, and it was, like, the best S-tier moment, I had no issue at all giving him an S-tier easily, even if I was, like, A-tier for the most of the series or something like that. That makes no difference to me. That was an argument someone said. I uh, Kill yourselves. I'm pretty sure I 
didn't necessarily say. I just said he was consistently good. Maybe my wording was off before, but my mindset to it was like he was consistently A tier. I don't know, man. I think Usopp being the number one spot is a little cap. He's not because we're going to Luffy now, and I'm putting Luffy at the top of S tier for this list. We're deciding this by a coin flip. All right, I, I don't care where you put him. As long as Usopp's in S tier, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm just being a shit because I like Killua personally better, but it really doesn't matter. All right, heads. What's heads? He stays. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you put Usopp behind Killua. I'll, I'll, I'll vote with Troy because Luffy's still going in the front of the list for me. So as All long right. as Luffy's in the front of the list, I don't care. Two versus one. All right, now for Luffy. Because right, like we, already said, ran, we already ran out of time. Front of S tier. Like, Luffy, his character from the very beginning works for me. Like, watching the series at first, like, I still love Luffy. And he has really good moments. Thing is with Luffy is he doesn't have, like, that pinnacle moment early in the series. He ha- he's, like, consistently good. He's, like, that Killua archetype where I consistently like him and there's nothing to make me dislike him. But he eventually gets those S-tier moments, you know? He gets all these great scenes in subsequent arcs. Like, the major arc that I, like, the scene that really takes off for Luffy for me is pretty much Arlong Park, you know, with him and Nami. And she's, like, down on herself but he's the one who basically comforts her and says, you know, listen, I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what your past is. I only know you now. I know who you for who you are. And he gives her his straw hat, you know. I think that's like one of, still one of the best Luffy moments in the series. And him finally taking down Arlong. And I feel like even early on in the series, because One Piece has such really good moments, and some of this is only from the anime, like, him climbing the Drum Rockies in Drum Island to save Sanji and Nami. And in the anime, it shows, like, his fingernails, like, bleeding. He's getting frostbite, hypothermia, whatever it is. And he's climbing 5,000 meters high in order to save his friends. Like, he gets some amazing moments really early on. But, like, he also has some very standout moments. Like I said before, like, his scene at... Um, Sabiote, where Rayleigh's about to, uh, Usopp's asking what the One Piece is, if it's real, where is it, and types, things like that. And he basically says no, because my whole point of going on this adventure is to make friends and have like the journey of a lifetime. And if I find out what that is, then I'm going to quit my av- adventure because there's no point on me doing this if I know how it ends. And that's Luffy's whole mindset. And even current arc, like he has so many great moments every coming arc like his fight with doflamingo you see so much and the thing about luffy is he's not like an amazing character by describing a character he's not super nuanced but he surpasses like expectations of that goku archetype like and i already said early goku was like an a tier for me so basically surpassing that would be s tier but you still get also amazing comedy from him and he's such an enjoyable character to follow like it's really hard to hate luffy as a character any takes, Troy? Yeah. Um, I, I did mention I Arlong agree. Park when you were away. 
And I also mentioned that scene in Drum Island where he's climbing to save Sanji and Nami. So. Those are both Arlong Parks. That would have been my go-to because that, 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 that was my go-to. I was like, that's where he became an S-tier character was with Nami. The moment he puts the hat on her head. That's exactly what I talked about. Okay, so you're on the same page. I actually have no problem with him being above Killua either because I'm sure you guys are talking about moments and him as a character and shit. But he is one of, like, if not the most prolific figures in all of anime. He's fun to watch. His character is, I don't even know, like, magnetic. They they talk about it. It's it's literally like that meta thing where as a character he's written, how does he attract people to him? And like you look yes. at him as a character, it's like, how does he do that? Because I can't hate him. It's and like so... if I was in the One Piece world, I'd probably follow him to the end of the line too, because he mm. just has that energy. Yeah, and it's you, you he isn't nuanced, you're right. Like he's a pretty his character He's like, pretty basic, he's pretty selfish. Yeah, he likes he is who he is. That's just the way. But dude, his like development, his backstory, like you the way he's magnetic, the way it's written is hella mm-hmm. nuanced. Like him as a character isn't, but the way the way his story that, is told is and, done. Yeah, he always so finds well. himself in a situation where people feel like they need to help him. I don't know. It's he's like the best protagonist in anime. Like, I don't think that's... I, I, I agree. Like, it's... You, there, you there's might... probably... There's better written ones, I'd say. But, like, in terms of how much I like a character, I don't think I like a protagonist or much any character compared to Luffy. Yeah, and even... I guess it's kind of a story element, the way his backstory ties into, like, the world at large. But, like, that influences their character like or like the enjoyment of a character mm-hmm. if you see that like just like the connection to his straw hat and how it like traces its lineage back to a young uh whatever his name is ace sabo well no, no shanks it, it goes and roger. shanks and then oh roger that's his name uh like a young roger wore that hat first and then you're just like that ties in to the epic Shanks moment, which ties into the Conqueror's hockey. Like the thing about One Piece is like learning more makes what you got beforehand even more enjoyable. Like rereading after I watched it was such a good experience because I liked it significantly more. And like, you just don't know how much happens and how much is intertwined in the series. Now for the sake of time, we're going to move on to Oikawa because I feel like Justin more or less agrees with everything that's been said. Or do you have anything to say? No, I'm fine. All right. Troy, what about the boy Oikawa? Or did he disappear? He might have disappeared. Justin, you have anything to say about Oikawa? Uh, I feel like for him, he's a great, well, in the part that we talked about, he's more of a great mentor to Kageyama because he teaches Kageyama like mostly to be more well-rounded to his teammates and to show that 
it's not just yourself that you have to look after to be the best. You also have to look at the people around you to be able to enhance your ability in any type of way, especially when you want to work hard because Mm -hmm. his character, like when he's first introduced, you just see him as a person that Kagiyama has to overcome. But then you see that he also wants to overcome Kagiyama because he was because he can't like it's literally shown and no matter how high he goes Kageyama would still be able to be above him in his position and like you see in his backstory how like he was just thrown to the side when he couldn't when he couldn't really do anything on his team and he really wanted to work hard on it I put him around B tier I just don't know I feel like he would be above Gong especially when with his character and they even bring him back a little bit after the time skip in the manga. Yes, I, I've heard he does show back up, but I think it's like very short or something like that. Yes, it is. But yeah, I, I, I put him around B tier. I would personally put him at the low end of A because the thing about his arc is he doesn't actually help Kageyama in any significant way. The thing he does tell Kageyama is like, listen, are, are you actually playing to, like, Hinata's strengths? Like, or are you just playing to, like, try to make yourself better or something like that? Like, are you actually helping your team? And it, like, helps Kageyama in that way. But his arc is basically, I am the best and average person <coughs> in the game. And seeing how his mindset is affected, because, like, basically, if he was with Kageyama at any given point, Kageyama's gifted and he isn't. So eventually, he wouldn't have the position Kageyama gets like he would be second to him and so to see him and his team push like Alba Josire like to see yeah. him push his team to their very limits just to like show that he's worthwhile like he can't beat you know what's his name Ushiwaka something something yeah Shiatorizawa yeah I'm about to look it up because you know these name stuffs, they kill me. Yeah, Ushijima. But he can't beat him. Like, no matter how good he is, like, you know, Ushijima is a gifted ace. No matter how far he can push his team, they can't stop people with these, like, potential beyond. So it's a team of basically the – it's not even the best of regular players. It's, like, him the best of a regular player with a bunch of teammates that he can push the 100%. But can he push them beyond that? No. And to see how dedicated he is and how confident he is with his team, like regardless of the odds against him, he still pushes. Like that scene with him where it's the it's like the finals and it's the second time they're fighting Karasuno and the ball is about to go out of bounds. So he sets it from like jumping far out of bounds perfectly is amazing just to see his dedication. Like he was a very interesting character to follow and I put him on the low end of A. Yeah, I was going to say the high end of B, so we're pretty close. Just you both put B, so I feel like fair to put him at the top of B. Yeah, because he, he's like the ultimate foil for Kageyama. Like, Kageyama's character development is 100% like, not driven by, but propelled by like the image of Oikawa and like what Oikawa represents mm. 
every time he was across the net, there's this like pressure that Cogs felt. So like his his backstory is really solid. I like the whole like you feel like the ice is like getting thinner under your feet as you're mm-hmm. watching this young prodigy rise up. Like the whole thing, I think like, he's really his mindset to it just makes sense. Like to see. Because it's not like he can go a pro in the same way Kageyama can, you know? No. And he knows that. And to watch him wrestle with that on top of, like, giving Kageyama cryptic advice mm-hmm. and being this just, like, yeah, like you were saying, he's hella resilient. I like him a lot. High B. I think that's a good spot for him. All right. We're moving on to Stain. I'll start. The thing that's with Stain that I like as a character has, because as a character, he has very little going for him. It's the themes that he presents from his introduction is the main attraction I have to his character. Like, just thematically for the series, it's probably, it, it works better than Shigaraki because Shigaraki is just chaotic evil. Stain is like, it's a tough one to place. Like, it's not neutral. He's like, but saying chaotic good doesn't seem right anyways, you know? He's like, yeah, like evil good, if that's a thing. Like, that's that's more or less what it feels like. It's like, ugh, it, it's really hard to place him because everything he does makes sense. Like, hero society is a shame. And you see that in the current arc. A lot of the heroes are absolutely useless. And like, well, I have an issue with this, is that UA students are more competent than most of these heroes. So I'm like, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. But basically, what he says is basically the way society has been working. It's become like a business, you know, and once something becomes corporatized or something like that, there's no value to the purpose of doing it. Like, it's not like, even though I don't like Deku as a character, you know, his goal for being a hero is to help people. And that is one thing I do actually like about his characters. That is his main focus. He wants to help people. Now being like the best hero and all that doesn't make any sense for his character, but to actually want to help people and he, he takes advantage of his powers to do so, makes sense. And that's why he's a character that reminds Stain of All Might, because he's willing to push himself in order to save lives. And so what Stain presents is that, like, heroes are a facade nowadays. It's just a mask. They don't actually embody a true hero. They're basically just people who are taking advantage of what being a hero means, and that is his issue with society at this point. And he's trying to basically, he's like, if you do not, present yourself as a hero I respect, I'm going to kill you. You don't deserve to call yourself a hero. But he does it through all the chaotic means. Now, when you balance that out with him as a character, I'd say he's probably, like, B-tier. But, like, if I was going off of, like, his thematic character arc, I'd put him, like, A. Yeah, I would put him behind Buggy in the A. Um, If you put him in A, I'd put him in A, too. Yeah, because he... He's very, he's, I, okay, his character development short, like you said. Well, he doesn't really have any development. Like, what you get is solid. what is shown through the whole well, arc no, he but has. He gets, yeah, it's that short little arc. It's basically fleshing out the character that exists. He gets, or what am I, he, he's killing people, that's fucked up. But you see, apart from the fact that society is broken, you see why he is who he is because he has his quirks like blood curl or something. Curl. Yeah, he basically can like paralyze you depending on but your he has blood to, type and things like that. He has that. to lick your blood. He has mm-hmm. to like 
So that's not a hero's quirk. That's a fucked up quirk. Like that's not. And he does represent that part of society where some quirks yeah. do not seem like hero quirks and it will push society to like throw you away. Yeah. So he, that little tiny bit of characterization is pretty solid considering how short it is. But yeah, more than anything, like he basically is the vehicle for all of Ida's character development. He is a pretty solid foil for Deku. But he's all of Ida's character development is like all contained in that single arc. Yes. And so <laughs> Oh man. But he does more for like the society. He, he gives influ- you another outlook on like how to view everything. But Plus he, he changes influences- the League of Villains. Yeah, I was gonna say he changes the way the League of Villains is structured. He changes the way like villain, how the underworld operates. Mm-hmm. Like villains are reemboldened. He has an impact. Him. Yeah, so like the fact I think that's a plus on his character more than an indictment is that the fact I that agree. he was on screen for such a short time but his impact can still be felt is like that's it's that's really fucking good. huge that's the same as in that universe he's on like similar footing to the original Destro and to like one for all mm-hmm. where it's like you're like a cultural movement more so than like a villain yeah so like to put him in b tier kind of seems it feels wrong but like i wasn't sure if justin had any opinion that would put him in b so i'm like if you put him in a i'll put him in a but if anything he has to go at like the top of b or something yeah like he fucking changed the way society operates like that's huge that's that's big things you gotta recognize that anything to say justin no, uh, you guys. Uh, All right. Do you have anything the, to um, say about Tiger? Tiger. Automatically, I'd put him at the end of B. Mostly okay, because I was gonna put him like I'd have probably put him at the top of C. Was my opinion, but I wouldn't put him above Aaron. But yeah, uh, I was just. And I'm saying comparatively on this list, I don't feel like he would go to B for me. Nah. Yeah, he he would be at C. When watching the anime, it was more of a more of a he's just that character who He does really well bouncing off of the generation of miracles. Yeah. But like for other moments, I don't necessarily care too much. It's the same thing with like Tetsuya. Like I like him bouncing off the generation of miracles. But when you get to the Generation Miracles like whole competition, it focuses more on Taiga anyways. So he's more of a focus, and that's why I'm kind of like more interested in him as a character. Plus, he has a little more arc to him, especially like coming from America after like pretty much growing up there and all that. Like he has more interest in it. So we would both agree that he's in C behind Aaron? Yeah, I'd put him there. All right. I don't know him, so I trust you. All right, you guys can go on Todoroki first so I can decide what to say. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Troy? Well, alrighty. I would put him... So, we forgot to add Deku to the list, but Deku is the third My Hero representative. 
he's down low on this list. I'm trying yes, to... I'm going to say I'm, this. Because he's not here, imagine this in your minds. I'm putting him in Demon Slayer tier. Yeah, and he's down. There is too much, there is too much <laughs> I would have to say to explain why. So, for the but sake I, of time, I literally can't. And Rashawn, but I agree. I have plenty of reasons. In post production, I'll, I'll, I'll add his picture in in the D tier. Mm. Yes, I feel like that I mean, is only in, right. in, 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 in Demon, Demon Slayer. Slayer tier. Dude, but Todoroki, he's got his stuff with his dad, his family, the double sided quirk, like him using his fire. Apart from maybe Baku. He's like the best fucking character in the show as far as the students go. As far as the students go. But I, dude, I'm not. I might have to agree with you in far as the students go, but for this list, I don't think I'd. That's, I'm just like so. I, I really want to say I'd put him in C. Like, I honestly don't feel like in this list I could put him at a B. That's, I was looking at B tier and I'm like, no, no. And we have to change around B tier after the end of this. I feel like there's some characters that are going to have to drop to like fill out the list better but you know i, I would don't move i would move asta down but you guys know my thoughts there, there's a there, there's a few characters i'd move down i think i'd for the sake of the list i would probably put asta down but, um yeah. i would probably put shoto right behind aaron because yeah I, i'd probably do that too he's got great development but being the best in a class of moderately developed characters is not a huge compliment thing with his arc is it is uh dependent on deku who never had a quirk to motivate him to tell him your quirk is yours to use it against him but he still doesn't use it against bakugo for no particular Plot. reason you know like you know those those Plot. stuff that happened that bugged me but like beyond that arc he doesn't really have much going for him you know which is kind of a shame because there is more you can go with him yeah, but he like, shows up just to be like cool like he shows up to like seem like he has a moment but he doesn't necessarily do much he's got a little bit sucks a little bit in the endeavor arc with his family no he does have like yeah he does have a lot of good family moments but i feel like that's more dependent on endeavor as a character to grow exactly it's more if endeavor was on this list i'd probably put him in s tier because i just really love his arc and how he changed as a character yeah endeavor endeavor and uh mario shigaraki are the two best characters in the show mario Mario too, but I won't want any slander. Mario Shigaraki is definitely the best character. Oh, Shigaraki is definitely the best antagonist, like bar none for that show. Um, Vegeta. Ooh, mm, I mm, would put mm, Vegeta a. at an A. I, I feel like he's done so much to work for that. Like even in the current arc, you know, I hate the fact that he constantly gets shafted. For all yes. the effort he puts. He's constantly put down. And this is a writing thing. Like, he puts in all this work. And he always has moments. Like, I finally surpassed you, Kakarot. And you see it. He does it again and again. And he always gets pushed to the sideline. And it just sucks. Because he's developed so much. He's changed so much. And it works. It makes a lot of sense. And he, like, has this sense of humanity that he feels more compassionate than Goku. Yes, at this dude. point of the series. He's got his kid. And he's got his wife. And he's, like... Like he straight up he, was not gonna fight in the tournament of power. I was just gonna say because he, his kid was gonna be born. He wouldn't continue fighting. Out but of Goku enjoyment. straight up would, you know. Yeah, so. Goku would risk the lives of others. For and I feel like that arc worked for Vegeta because he started as this ruthless prince, and all his thing is he has to say in pride. He eventually just has pride 
and who he is as a person aside from being a saint at some point and you see that in him yeah i think if you take into the aggregate all of the dragon ball show series he has probably the best character development like honestly i have to agree yeah, I think he's easily A. I'd probably put him above Stain behind Yeah, Bogey. I think that would work. You, Justin, what are your thoughts? Yes, he does have the best uh, development in Dragon Ball. I like the part uh, after the um, after the Namek saga. He where... does a lot of stuff in Namek that really makes him a good character to follow. Yeah, when uh, he's training so hard so that he can achieve Super Saiyan 2, I feel like that. Oh, like, when he's that, in the chamber? No, when he's in the mountains. Oh, that scene. Okay, because after the... That's right before the Boo arc, right? Uh, that's, that's right before the Cell arc. Right, right where the Android arc started. Did he have Super Saiyan yet? Yes, he did get Super Saiyan. Because he's, trying, he's trying to hit two. His his whole story arc was just great. Uh, in the uh, Majin arc, that one was great too. He's That's just the a one person. I really remember. He's just oh yeah, hit him in, in the Boo arc with his uh, Majin Vegeta storyline going on, and they're like, oh, such a good arc for him. Yeah, that shit's tight. <clears throat> I would personally put him before Buggy. I think we said in front of Stain, like, but. Either either one works. He's. I don't know. Wherever you want to put him, I don't care. Yeah, A tier, somewhere behind Hisoka. Okay. Yami. This is my favorite character in Black Clover. Straight oh, yeah. up. I don't. Justin, I don't what are your thoughts him. first? Because I he... don't think on this list he should go in S. But if I were to personally say, I would put him in S. I would put him at the end of A. Actually, before Stain. No, wait, after Stain. No, I'd put him in front of Stain. Mostly because he, he, I would say after Stain because he's not, he doesn't have the impactful, like, he's not that impactful as Stain was in my hero world because I remember when watching the what was it like three episodes of stain it's like four episode arc or something it's super short yeah and he somehow still had like stain still had more of a impact in that world than yami did in his own world because you still don't know and like a lot about yami only uh from where asta meets him you don't really the only nice things you see is him encouraging the black bulls uh him just having crazy power-ups and fights where he comes and saves everybody it's not to the point where him as a character has really any change in and not in any negative way it's more of a the reason why i'm putting him behind stain now the way they're taking his character now in the manga, I'd say if they dive deep into why he's such an important character, then I would put him above Stain. But for now, I'd say behind him. So in terms of this list, I'd put him in front of 
buggy at the very least because specifically the current arc really is you get to see just the type of captain he is like it's slowly built up like it seems so apathetic at first and that he doesn't necessarily care but at the end of the day he's not gonna let his crew get hurt like his squad he very much does care for them he picks them very selectively it's basically getting a bunch of like runts and miscreants and outcasts and finally most of them he doesn't even get during like the arc you know the exam or whatever they do to pick magic knights like a lot of that comes from him just walking around exploring doing his own thing and finding them but how he's impacted their lives and how much like you don't realize just how much respect they have for him until like something bad's gonna happen and they're like you know we need him here and when everything the chips are down he's willing to go and surpass his limits like his whole gag line of surpass your limits he takes that to heart like it's not a joke he'll do it himself like in the underwater sea temple where they're about to die because Vettel's like I'm gonna explode myself by using this cursed magic to like detonate like a bomb and he's like well you guys did your best out there now it's time for me to step in so let me surpass my limits so he uses his dimensional slasher move just to go there and then he just takes on Beto by himself because he's still willing to put himself on the line for his crew and in, in the current arc with his relationship with him and Asta and that scene where they're on the same panel where he's like, Asta, I need you to get up because I can't do this on my own. And Asta gets up and you have that panel where they're side by side. I straight up had goosebumps. Like that's probably the main reason I put him in S tier is because this current arc and you see how far he's willing to go. But for this list, I think I'd put him in A above Buggy probably. But we can, you know, uh, you could put him wherever as long as it's an A. Split hairs uh, after buggy before stain. Works for me. All right. Now, before we select our last one, this will be the final conversation before we log off because at this point, I'm pretty sure we've gone past two hours. and just want to save yeah. the weekly conversation for the next episode just so that we can be able to wrap this up nicely. Okay, so last character, Zeke. Now, because you haven't gotten to where we are, <laughs> Troy, I think Justin's more or less seen almost everything from Zeke's arc. So he has almost a completely conclusive opinion. So from what you've seen, what are your thoughts on Zeke? He's... I would put him in the A tier. I'm not... Just anywhere in the A is my opinion of him. <clears throat> Um, this is my impression. Don't tell me if I'm wrong. Just kind of let me speak here because <laughs> I don't want spoilers. I didn't plan on stopping you, so. <laughs> I think the cart titan is the actual brains behind the operation, but I think Zeke is kind of the, whatever, the bad guy's version of Erwin. Uh... Like, he's kind of just this behind-the-scenes puppet master-esque guy. Um, and so to, like, see that he's been a part of orchestrating so much of the, like, shit that's impacting Aaron and the plot, to see that his connection to Aaron with the whole half-brother thing. Uh, I don't know. He's pretty 
pretty solid and well developed. And I think if Stain's on the list for impacting society, Zeke has to be on that list for a similar reason. Well, he you impacts know, like, Aaron as a character a lot. That's yeah, and Aaron's the main character. Like, so like you know like, and Aaron is kind of the he's really important to the plot and revealing the nuances of like the world and the history mm-hmm. of the world and shit. So like that in turn makes Zeke a super important figure in the show. So I mean like just based on his importance and what brief characterization we've got, I put him at an A. Maybe he develops more, gets pushed into the S in the manga, but I think show alone gets him to the A. What are your thoughts, Justin? For him, I'd put him I think it's a hard one. I'm I'm contemplating whether I should put him above Stain or below him. Because I'd say below him because his character, like like I've stated before in the previous episode, he's more like his father in where he goes through really tough ways of trying to save his people, even though he's seen as the bad guy to Aaron and everybody else and not really trusting him as much. And I, mm, that's, that's all I have to say about him. So I'd put him okay. at the last of A. So his arc pretty much caps off like a little after where you stopped. Personally, the way he's written, I think I'd probably put him above Buggy because, like you said, he is a lot ways like his father, but you don't know exactly who Grisha Yeager is until a little later on where they kind of fleshed it out a lot more and you get to see the choices Zeke made and why he made them. There's like a lot defining his character that is left to happen, and that's just in the past. There's a lot in the present that still also happens to what his goal is and what it, what is he trying to do. And even though Aaron does like seemingly agree with this and oppose it in like both ways, at the end of the day, a lot of this does come from Zeke had like more or less an idealistic goal that makes sense to why he wanted to do it. Like it seems very dark and demented, but at the same time, it comes from almost a sense of actually caring and like trying to prevent a cycle of like agony and pain that's been going on for a long time. Similar so there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on for his character. And though it doesn't, he doesn't get as much highlight later on. Like he does get all, he does get highlights here and there, but like towards, you know, later on until like when you stop seeing him stuff, it starts to like lose a little ground, but his character works in a lot of ways and through the growth and a lot of changes that happens, like seeing, seeing where he comes from in his mindset is a very good arc. And so I, yeah, I'd probably put him behind Vegeta. Okay. So where do we all agree at? Well, you said, you said behind Stain. It just depends on Troy. I mean, 
I'd yeah, probably I would have probably put him right around Stain. So I guess with the Vegeta thing, if we put him somewhere near that dude from Black Clover. So before Yami. That, that works. Me. Yeah. I don't know Yami, so but yeah, okay. I think I think Zeke deserves A so, for sure. So to close off this list, we're gonna I, I do want to make some changes because it's there's no character in D. So I feel like some characters from B need to be I think A is pretty much solid, A and S. I don't mm-hmm. think I would really change unless you wanted to put Hisoka in S. Cause I no, feel like I, I think they're both solid. At least okay, for the characters. So a and covered. S work. For D, I'd probably put in like I feel like Todoroki would be the back half of C. I think Taiga through Dante probably should move down, if anything, to D, just uh, in this list. These two before before Dante. They, they'd be in four. They'd be in four Dante. Because, like I said, as a villain, I think he's amazing for the arc. But like as a character, there's not much for him. For characters, I'd move down to C. I'd probably say, I don't know. Right. Would you guys say uh, Gone? Back, I'd say, or would you say like I'd say Asta and that dude uh what's his name? Jackie Where where did uh, you guys put Goku? Because I would uh, have I Goku think, in B. I I think Goku would stay in B. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like at- I'd put Asta, Jackie Chun, and like Hinata in C. Yeah, Hinata is probably in, if Kageyama's in B, then Hinata is probably in C. And, like, I don't know, Jackie can go to, like, the top of C tier so we can give him some respect. All right. Okay, I think, well, with Deku and Demon Slayer, I think it, it really fleshes itself out, you know? Like, it's a nice balanced list. It works. Like, yeah. comparatively, I think this list really works. And, you know, eventually... There's an have... obvious One Piece bias. Well, I feel like there's just so many good characters, man. But, like, we, we could have chosen a character like Waffle instead of, like, you know... Usopp and I you know it'd be a little different or something like that or like Don Krieg or something but in terms of like main focus characters there's just a lot of good ones we've we, just happen, characters. We, we just happen to pick really good one piece ones it's not like we picked Doflamingo it would have been stacked in S tier alright mm-hmm. so that is the definitive list for our characters we've pretty much chosen basically main characters for series in some way, whether antagonist or protagonist. Quickly, I want to mention the two series this week that I really liked were Fire Force and Rental Girlfriend. You agree, Troy? Uh, Rental Girlfriend was amazing. I caught up fully. I know. It, the cliffhanger got me to like w- read the whole manga, so now I like know everything, and it's Dude. still such a good series, so that was a plus. Fire Force was really good. Like the Benny yeah, Joker Fire combo Force was, was amazing. What uh, did, was Decadence? Was that good? Decadence was. I thought it was last week was the penultimate. This was. Uh, no, this is the penultimate. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, it was pretty tight, but I'm really interested to see how they've set themselves up for a cool finale. Same with Food Wars. <clears throat> They're both set up really well for the last episode. Okay. Rent a girlfriend. Before my last thing I'll say is I'm pissed off how much I like that show. 
bro, I told you, it just sucks you in. Like, certain series like that just have a way, you know. It's so it weird. Like, you, you just don't understand yes, the it, power I, they have over you. I have no... I'm still, I'm like annoyed by it. It's so fucking good. Honestly, I think it's one of my favorite rom-coms. So I am annoyed that how good I think it is. So I'm in like a same boat, but I've read the whole thing and I'm still on that boat. So it does bug me because I'm like, dang, this is a really good show. I need but, more. I need more seasons. Anyways, that's just about all we have to talk about this week. I mean, because pretty much talked for like two hours or so. But we had a good conversation. Justin was here the whole time. You know, it's almost like he was not tired at all. So that's great to see. All right, Troy, any parting words for the people? Uh, watch Deck Dance, subscribe to Flaws of Dude, rent a girlfriend. <clears throat> it's fucking amazing. All right, Justin, what about you? Yeah. That's all. I feel like your vocabulary is so limited. To- yeah. Anyways, that is all from us this week. This is Flaws of Dude.